Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. It's McLaren and Ricardo that win the Italian Grand Prix. Start the celebrations for McLaren. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. And welcome to the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. My name is Nims Azor in studio again after our massive AGP live show last week, joined by Maddie McKeldin, but no Stephen Johnson tonight, uh, Maddie. No, we've um, obviously a very busy week for the Johnson family, being the uh, the Trans Am event at the Bathurst Six Hour this weekend, of which Jet is also driving. Um, debut at the mountain. Debut at the mountain. So should be watching that, and the whole Johnson clan have all gone. Uh, Dick, Jilly, Bree, uh, Lacey, uh, everyone's gone down, which is which is sensational for the young fella. Big announcements during the week with his sponsorship. But so tonight we have given Stevie J the night off to focus on what he has to do with his uh, family race team down at Bathurst, which means you and I, Nimsy, get to go to the cupboard, open up the slag fest <laughs> uh, and just be able to throw any gag we want there. Our listeners, by all means, text any gag in you want about Stevie J because there is no right of reply yeah. this evening from the great man. We just get to throw the mud and we'll see what happens. Yeah, KFC gags, food gags, oh, drive-through drive gags. Drive-through Johnson, yeah. that's it. Absolutely. Um, but yes, we still have got a massive, massive show. A big weekend in Australian motorsport with the return of the Formula 1 Grand Prix. We'll get to that. But first, We've got to get to our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters, Ask Your Mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. And as is customer on the driver's seat, we have to give them their proper intro first. Heimgartner, I reckon, has got this job done. Congratulations to Andre. Well done for the 25-year-old Kiwi. And an armor all pole today to Andre Heimgartner. It's the one and only D.I. He was competitive here last year. He was right at the front of the field. And for him to do this today... Superb, absolutely superb. The final corner, and it is well, a first-time well, well, boundary well, now for Andre Heimgartner, his first supercar win. Yes, please welcome back to the driver's seat from Brad Jones Racing, the one and only, still DRE, Andre Heimgartner. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Good to be on. Still the best intro of any podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it goes downhill from there. Uh, that's the highlight right there, mate. <laughs> hey, Andre, um, welcome back to the show. I think uh, probably first time for 2022. So first time we're talking to you as a BJR driver after you were a, a, a Kelly driver Last year, it was one of the bigger bombs in the off season. Uh, the the change between you and Nick Perkat and your swapping of uh, of teams. He obviously went to WAU. You went and filled up his seat. Were you expecting it? Like, did it come to the end of the year and you went, yeah, yeah, no, I know, I'm out of here? Or how did all that play out now that it's in the rearview mirror? Um, yeah, it was something I didn't necessarily plan on happening. I guess you could say it's. Um, 
I've been very loyal to to the Kellys, and you know I owe my career, um, you know how it's continued and how it got reinvigorated back in 2017, 18 to the Kellys and especially Todd Kelly. So yeah, I was extremely loyal to him, and um, to all my knowledge and and intent, he was you know staying a part owner of the team with the Groves. So for me, that was where I wanted to be. I wanted to stay there. I wanted to be with him. Um, and continue on and you know i believed in in the vision and everything the team that was going and um you know once once um he announced he was leaving you know it made me sit back and think okay oh shit <laughs> there's, <laughs> yeah. there's no, nothing really tying me tying me to being here and then it made me really just look hard and see you know what would be the best for me my driving going forward um what environment do i want to be involved in um you know, and ultimately just trying to get into a more competitive car. And at the time, I could only look at the results, you know, based off the last few years. And um, luckily, a door opened up for Brad Jones Racing, and um, you know, I happily walked on through it. So it was, um, yeah, nothing controversial or, or, or that amazing. But I guess it was sort of um, when you, you know, when an opportunity presents itself to look at something else and do something else. So I, um, yeah, looked out there, saw it was available, and. Um, yeah, I, I like what I saw in the Brad Jones Racing team and the environment there and the deal that they could offer me. And that's the other thing too, Andre. I mean, like, you know, as a driver, you've only got, um, you know, a, a shelf life that's just so long. And so you've got to really do what's best for your career, you know, before you you, know, you look back and sort of go, oh, well, I should have done this, should have done that. But, but you're actually now, I guess, by default, the de facto kind of team leader of Brad Jones Racing. I mean, I mean you've got a wealth more experience then uh, your teammates like Bryce Fullwood, Macaulay Jones and Jack Smith, they're still relatively young uh, in their main game careers. But have you sort of taken up a leadership role or is it just sort of every man for themselves or you don't really go, well, I'm, I'm, I'm P1, everyone else is P2, 3, 4? Like, how's it sort of work in that dynamic? Um, no, it's been, it's been really, really cool. Um, I've really enjoyed Brad um, and the whole environment there. They've said from the day that I'm obviously the team leader and you need to act that way and, um, you know, help support the other, other guys. And um, it's something I've really enjoyed so far. We're only early on in the year, but I put on a skid, uh, skid day, uh, skid pan day, sorry, earlier in the year for us all. And, you know, a bit of team bonding and, and, and teach other guys sort of some of the things I knew. And um, throughout the year, it's been, it's been quite good. I've managed to, um, you know, give Macaulay a bit of feedback and, help him on race weekends when he has questions or with his driving and just explain a few things. You know, I don't know everything, but, um, you know, anything I can help and clarify with him, it's um, all positive. So, yeah, for me, it's been a really cool experience, I guess, being that, that lead driver and being able to help some young guys. And it's also helped me look back at myself and um, really think about why I do things and, you know, how I go racing. And so then give me your report card. I mean, it's, it's pretty early in the year, let's be truthful. But, we're, yeah. you know, we're three rounds in. Um, how's the first three rounds been for you? Because, I mean, let's be brutally honest, uh, Andre. If I look at the results, I look at qualifying and I look at the results, it tells me it hasn't been the greatest start. That's watching from the outside. What's it like from the inside? Is there a level of frustration? Is there, you know, what you're doing, building? Where are you at after the first three rounds? Um, it's definitely been a lot of frustration, I guess you could say. We've, you know, probably had more errors within the team and, and the car um, than we would have liked. You know, we've had a couple of times or three times, notably, that we've been taken out of a race or, um, you know, been been shunted by other people, and um, that's obviously a, a result of us qualifying bad. But I think it's not as bad as it looks. <laughs> Believe it or not, we went to the first round, first race, first race of the year. I qualified four. We should have finished fifth. 
Um, but unfortunately, the car ran a fuel. The next day, we finished fifth or sixth, I was, think it was, and went mm. to Tasmania, was very fast in practice. Um, and I think that's where some of our issues started to go wrong. We blew an engine, we got taken out. We went to AGP. We had you know, a, a whole lot of issues with my car, which meant the straight line was, you know, not quite where it needed to be. And when it's so close, and you're losing a few tenths a lap from straight line, and then we got shunted. So anyway, long story short, you can say all this sort of stuff, but I think we know within ourselves we have a fast car. I'm driving. You know, I feel very well at the moment, and um, you know where we are is not where we we um, sort of should be. So we just need to regroup. I, I think you know the start of the year. Um, within the team probably hasn't gone with how we wanted so we just need to refocus reset and um just try and get some solid races under our belt but for sure um i think results wise hasn't been you know exactly what we wanted well like like you sort of mentioned like there's been a lot of other factors that have sort of played a part in this and and i think even as as early as tassie a lot of people were sort of saying like you know don't want to like say the driving standards have dropped but there's certainly a lot more you know, uh, bin it or win it sort of attitudes in, on the grid at the moment compared to previous years. But like you mentioned before, like, you know, you looked at sort of um, where you're going to and you saw like the results because you've still got the same car that Nick Perkett had last year and it was constantly within the top 10. I'm pretty sure like out of out of the 31 races, it was in there, you know, 21 out of 10 times, including the two podiums, one at um, Hidden Valley and I can't remember where the other one was, but um. Pretty much the car's still the same, but everything else in there is a different variable. Like you're a new driver and you've even got a brand new engineer in uh, Tony Woodward too. Like how's that sort of relationship gelling together? It's been really cool. He's, he's a great young guy. He obviously worked with Todd last year and um, all that sort of stuff. So it's, um, yeah, everything's new, um, I guess. Uh, we've still got the same car, um, yeah, new engineer, but he's been there a little while, so uh, but I think it's more more different on the other side of the garage. You know, to, to be in a good competitive team, you need two two or three or four really good drivers. And, um, you know, we've got Bryce, who's new to the team, still quite inexperienced, but, he, you know, he's quick. And we've got Phil Keat, who's still getting his head around everything. So I don't think we've seen the best from our engineering department just yet. I think, um, you know, Phil's getting his head around things. We've found a few things that obviously weren't uh, as we, we desired. So... Um, yeah, there's lots of new things, lots of things changing, but I think um, going forward, it's only going to get stronger. Let's talk Grand Prix. Uh, because I'm sure you don't want to, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I got to say, I was watching it. I was watching it on telly. I didn't stay down for the Grand Prix after last week's live show. I, I did jet back to the Gold Coast and I was watching it. And I did laugh out loud when you had a fair crack at a couple of the young fellas out there saying that they were driving too hard. I think you dropped a swear word somewhere. The level of frustration in your voice, I could see you were right on the limiter. And had you been able to say what you wanted to say, uh, it would have been outstanding. But I don't think that was ever going to be allowed. Yeah, I almost swore a few times on the way through the I had to rein myself in. I started to say the F word and then I had to change it into something else. That's what I picked up. <laughs> the, best, the, best, the best way I described it is it's like I've rooted someone's missus and they're trying to be out to get me, you know? <laughs> because <laughs> that was like that's i was looking at it thinking okay you've jumped from kelly to to bjr and look let's be honest kelly have had a good start kelly grove have had a good start to the year particularly at the grand prix this year they both of the cars look really really strong and i think you're right it's like looking back at your ex-girlfriend going oh man <laughs> 
maybe I did I jump a little early? <laughs> did I jump a little early here? And then you're getting beat up in the in the in the back alleys as well by other people. It just I, I cannot imagine when you walked out on Sunday of Albert Park, were you happy just to just go home and forget about racing? Um, well, yeah, there's there's so many ways to look at it. I think, uh, you know, looking at the Kelly crew do well, I was actually generally very happy because all the guys that work there, I know what effort they put in and to see them succeed, Dave succeed, I, I was very happy. And I, I, I think there was a slight part of me that was thinking what you're saying, but um, mm. I'm just so I happy I think that's where very I natural. And, and, I think that's very natural yeah. too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's only natural, but... Um, I definitely wasn't thinking, shit, I made the wrong decision. I think I 100% mm. still made the right decision. And even though we had a bad weekend, the environment is such um, at the moment that I actually am enjoying the challenge and enjoying working with the team. Everyone's so friendly, works together. And, you know, the boys this week have completely stripped the car down. All the body work's, like, been off to the to the shell of the car, and they're, they're completely redoing everything. So just the commitment and the... To, um, you know, want to try and do better and to fix issues we've had with equipment and um, like the setup patch and different sort of stuff is just, um, you know, really good for me. There's not a negative energy around what's happened. You know, it's sort of a, okay, we need to reset, we need to do all this sort of stuff, and we sort of know what we need to do. So it's um, I walked out frustrated, of course, but also with the okay, we need to really turn this thing around, and um, you know, all the guys are the same. We're all you know, still very friendly, obviously chatting and all the stuff. No one was really pissed off or anything. So, um, yeah, I think there's there's many ways you can look at it, but I think we've tackled it in a way that's um, constructive rather than negative. You've got a pretty um, a daunting assignment coming up uh, with Barbara Gallo. I mean, and first off, it's like the return to WA after like three years out. And I, yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, yeah, I, I think all of the guys like Jack Smith and... Um, Jack Smith, Bryce, and Macca probably haven't have even had a go around there in a in a main game sort of start. Not in the main game, they they would have been in uh, Super two. two, but they wouldn't yeah, be main game. No, yeah. So you've you're pretty much you know the most ex, uh, experienced when it comes to that track, but at the same time too, the majority of your races at that track was at a Nissan. So how much are you going to have to change your uh, your mindset going into this next round? Um, well, I'm just glad we're going back to a track that they have a bit of a setup for. At AGP, it was a brand new circuit, no one knew. So we're all sort of starting from scratch and um, going to Perth. At least we know the cars are good there before. We know generally what setup we need. So um, going there, I'm, I'm feeling you know pretty confident like we were. It should be at um, Sydney and at Tassie. So, but with the younger guys there, you know, they're pretty good. Macaulay, mate, he's, he's stepped up. He finished really sixth on the weekend. Maybe, yeah, he had a good weekend, didn't you know, he? I, 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 was, I was asking him questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, no, it was good, good to see him. Mate. He's, he's coming up good, and um, I have no doubt he'll be you know, pushing us all forward uh, in the future a bit more as well. So, yeah, they're all committed. I don't think we'll have any issues with that. You know, At this level, like all these guys, it doesn't matter if we haven't been to a track for five years or I've never been. You know, After one or two practice sessions, everyone's pretty much you know, on the level playing field. And it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I, I look at your career since, as you say, it was revitalised by the Kellys uh, back in, what was that, 2016, 2017, did you say? 20... Yeah, 2018. Yeah. 2018 it was. Most of your supercar career has been in Car of the Futures, um, Altimas, Falcons, Mustangs, now the ZB, that kind of stuff. But I know this week you got to have a skid in the Gen 3 car, which... Full disclosure, I've been massively critical about 
Oh, God, I don't know, what, 18 months, Nimsy, since this has been going on? I've been really critical (laughs) about it. Um, uh, Tell tell me, because you're one of the first drivers that we've spoken to who's actually driven it. We've had Chaz on the show a couple of weeks ago. He hadn't driven it just yet. Um, SVG was typical SVG, gave us one-word answers about it. (laughs) Um, what's, What's it like? What's the new bit of kit, apart from being outrageously bloody expensive to, to buy. Um, what's it like yeah. to drive at this current stage of its development? I know it's going to change. Well, it's, it's pretty bloody fast, to be honest. So it's, yeah. um, as a driver, it's pretty it's pretty cool. You know, into turn one at Phillip Island, we're getting 281, 282 in the car. Cars. We may reach 270 around that. So we're on the limiter, six gear, flat out into turn one at Phillip Island. So for sure, she's got a bit of speed. Yes, they don't cap us off, we'll be well over 300 down down and straight but that's wow. a really cool part about it um so that in itself that adds a bit of excitement we always love going faster and um, having that excitement but it's a really interesting one that you know people so many people have asked me and i'm trying to think of how to articulate it properly but um i think it's just it's you have to bloody hang on i think because there, there's not as much aero there's way more grip and we did a few race runs and stuff and i put it I put it um, as simply as, you know, you have 100% of the grip right that the car achieves, and let's say 40% of it is aero. And over a race run, you never lose any of that 40% because it's aero, so it doesn't have tyre dig on the aero, you know? Sure, So sure. then you, you lose 60% of, you know, your grip because the mechanical grip obviously goes down. But with this new car, it's got half the amount of downforce. So over a race run, mate, she moves around a lot more. Um, high speed, low speed. Um, so yeah, you you, pr- you probably obviously have still 20% downforce, but yeah. 80% of your your total grip obviously um, moves around and de- degradates a lot more. So um, yeah, it's um it's pretty interesting to drive as far as that goes. And that's that's a, on, as a standalone. What do you think it'll be like with you know 25 other or 24 other cars on the grid? Is it going to make our be- our racing better? Is it going to make it easier at this stage? in your initial thoughts and feelings to be closer to someone, to, to not have such aero wash? Is it, is it going to be a better toy to play with? I think def- it will definitely be less aero wash and definitely less aero issues. Um, so I, I, I'm guessing that will be closer racing, but no one really knows, I guess, as yet. It sort of reminds me a bit of the Super Tours back in New Zealand and, and those days, very similar okay. sort of thing. And they, they moved around a lot as well. So, yeah. Sort the men out from the boys. Yeah, exactly. And you have to bloody hang on to the thing. So a few boys that aren't too fit might you know, come up with some stuff. And, <laughs> and too many pies. <laughs> this is why Steve Johnson hasn't been asked to come in and drive it. Oh, hey, there's yeah. the first one for the night. Uh, and, and do you do you think? I mean, you're quite a tall driver. Has the ergonomics inside the car? better like you you didn't find just legs yeah. cramping or back soreness or any of that sort of stuff no no i didn't really know i was expecting it to be much worse than it was everyone was telling me all this sort of stuff it's hard to get into you know the pedals don't go through and far forward enough but i didn't even use them. Oop. yeah Oop. I think uh, we may have lost Andre. We might Sorry. Have... Oh, there he is. Well, he's back. You just put us on hold, didn't you? <laughs> Did you get elevator music? <laughs> no, we just got we got the nemesis of all radio, which is a thing called dead air. We we do not want dead air. But anyway, that's okay. You was you were just saying that you weren't feeling any of that. You're expecting it to be quite bad, and it wasn't. 
but no, it was um, it was all good. I didn't have any issues with anything really. So um, I don't know what everyone's talking about, but um, I'm not a big guy. I'm just kind of tall. I'm not wide or anything like that. So maybe if you're a larger human, you might have some issues. But yeah, no issues as far as I went. So so remember, Maddie, we note down that what Andre just said and pass it on to Steve. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, there's, look, two, yeah. there's two blokes here that will never drive a Gen 3 in testing. That's yeah. one Matt McKelvin I'm, I'm, and well, one I'm, Steve I'm, Johnson. Well, I'm 6'1 and plenty of fun and I fit in there just fine. 6'1 <laughs> <laughs> and plenty of fun. Right, uh, we, we, are, we, are going to, we are going to snip that audio, Andre, and at various points throughout the year, that'll we're be, just going to play on 6'1 oh, and full of fun. That'll be thrown in for the next, for the next time we get you on the show. Hey, um, Andre, before we let you go, mate, uh, let's look, let's look uh, to, the, to the distant future a fair bit because uh, you've got Dale Wood as a co-driver at Bathurst this year. And uh, that bloke is someone that's fantastic to be able to share a drink straw with. I could tell you that. So, I mean, he did a great job with Nick last year and he returns to BJR this year. Um, have you managed to touch base with him or have a chat with him uh, once you found out that you two would be paired up? Yeah, yep, yep. So he was at the ride day we did earlier in the year. So I got to see him, got to have him sit in the car and feel my position of everything. And um, yeah, so I got him to do that. But I obviously know him back from the Kelly days when he drove with Rick. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty stoked to get him. Pretty easy guy to get along with, gets the job done. So. I'll tell you what, Matty, uh, if, if that's not going to be the fittest car, that, that's like the Magic Mike car <laughs> going down, buddy. <laughs> going down. Well, at one stage, it'll, it'll be six foot one full of fun, uh, Andre Hairdryer in the car. So that's that's what we love. I'm... That is, whenever your name comes up, it'll be, oh, Mr. Six Foot One Full of Fun. Righto. Yeah, good. Mate, if that's not on, if that's, if you don't write that when you do your signature, it's a travesty. <laughs> Andre Heimgartner, Six Foot One Full of Fun. <laughs> Peter Brock used to say, enjoy life, live life. Yours is Six Foot One Full of Fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant stuff. Hey, Andre, you've been incredibly generous with your time this evening, mate. Uh, enjoy the next couple of weeks off before you have to make it over to WA. But uh, thanks again for jumping on board the driver's seat, mate. It's always a pleasure to get you on and uh, go well in Barbagallo. No worries. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks, thanks. a lot. Andre Heimgartner there joining us six foot one and full of fun, <laughs> as is the. the uh, Oh, he's a good lad, isn't he? Well, I'm six foot two, so what does that rhyme with? But anyway, <laughs> let's, um, let's not go there, Matty. Let's not go do there. Wanna, do you want to quickly yeah. run through some texts? Yeah, no, he look, he is a good guy, and um, but uh, you know, I don't for one second believe that he wasn't looking back over his shoulder, going, um, oh, <laughs> I don't know what I've done here because I just think BJR right now are in on struggle street. Um, evening, boys. To be honest, the race was boring. One act affair, to be honest, from Michael. Michael, we'll talk about the Formula One Grand Prix. Um, someone wanted us to ask whether Brad, uh, Andre, uh, if Brad had any cash. Uh, there's no cash here. Here, there's no cash. All right? Cash, no. Robbo? No cash. <laughs> <laughs> Might be the craze uh, with BJR. Hey, and Greg from Upper Coomera, sorry you're not listening. Glad you checked in right at the start there, but he's off seeing the oils in Brizzy tonight. They had much bigger pool than our show. You're not wrong. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd, I'd have to Does say. Greg, you're yeah, not I'd, wrong. I'd probably agree with that one too, but we're off and running yeah. here on the driver's seat. Get your texts coming in. 0433981116 is the number. Andre Heimgartner was our, was our it's feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters, the professional choice. Six foot one. Full of fun. This, How many times do you reckon he's rolled that out at the bar? Oh, he's, if he doesn't do, if he doesn't from now on, 
That's put, that's leaving money on the table. But uh, we'll take a quick pause for the course. We'll be back with more of the driver's seat. Uh, we'd love to get your feedback. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia together. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter. Shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter. Shaping and building Australia together. 0433981116 is our text line if you uh, would like to get in touch. We've got a couple. Uh, we will get to them in just a moment, but first we need to do this. And now it's the driver's seat off the track update. Thanks to Burson Auto Parts. Burson, we know auto parts. We certainly do. I always say that this is the most controversial segment uh, because, you know, um, we have mentioned that we rattled a cage a little bit on this, yes. uh, don't we? Well, hang on, hang on. No, no, I'll be a bit more accurate. Matthew rattles the cage. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't don't come anywhere near me because I'm going to get struck by lightning and you might go down with the ship as well. No, look, I, there, we we um, we have reported on many things over the last sort of six or eight months on this one. Um, we have changed the certainly the news cycle. Most people uh, like to release their special inf- bits of information now on a Tuesday. Uh, to try and gazump us, and occasionally that actually happens. Like last week when I was about to talk about SVG with uh, Racing Trans Am that got released uh, earlier on the Wednesday, and Gabe's from Hunter Valley, one of our great listeners. She's a she's a ripper. Um, I'm going to answer your questions about uh, SVG and yeah, Trans Am we'll, we'll, fairly soon. We will get to all that, Gabe, so stick around too. And also, Michael, we're going to touch on the F1 in just a moment too. But, yeah. uh, but before we do that, we thought for this week's edition of the Off the Track Update, thanks to Burson Auto Parts, uh, they know auto parts. We thought that we'd get an old friend when it comes to the TCR. Yes, making his grand return to the to the driver's seat, the one and only Luke King. Welcome back, Lukey. What was that? I don't even that, know what that was. Well, oh. that, you know why? That's because you're a young whippersnapper. Snapper, and that was the, oh, I know. That was the opening credit to... Uh, welcome back, Cotter. Jump onto YouTube, look it up. I'm sure you'll, you'll see it. John there. Travolta's now, first uh, main gig. It was. Oh, Mr. Carter. Mr. Carter. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I thought, considering you referenced the Oils show tonight, you might have played King on the Mountain. Or King oh, on the Mountain. Oh, boy. <laughs> Nimsy. Oh, you let one yeah, go to the keeper sweet. there. I let that. one go. You're the one that asked oh. me to get bloody welcome back, Cotter. <laughs> Straight under the bus. Straight under the bus. Yeah, yeah. Flick McKeldon, <laughs> flick passes. I mean, it's all under the bus. Hey, uh, Lukey King, one of the things we talked about in the Burson Off Track uh, updates this year for TCR is that I have been outwardly critical about the stand deal. I have blown up. I have gone crazy like a two by watch. And as a and as I've mentioned in a lot of it, people like yourself, Jordan Cox, um, Tim Brook in Trans Am, you all came under the blowtorch because of the new deal. Some people lost money. You didn't quite lose money it was more the proximity of the final round of last year to the the start of this year but as a result regardless we haven't had you for the first two rounds but you announced today you're back son congratulations yeah mate super happy um yeah look i i actually fielded a few phone calls from mates who are drivers in tcr and and other categories and i was actually while we knew we weren't really going to be running down there um was trying to help some of the other boys out come up with answers for the the stand deal um obviously that came through quite late but 
we're you know we've had a couple of months now to sort of live with it um i think the, the numbers are starting to to look a bit better um and we're obviously doing our best as drivers to to sell that and i, I think that it's going to come good and with the whole package with nine i think it uh, it all should turn out pretty well so take us through the last couple of months because you have you were red hot last year. I mean, you finished leading into the final round of Bathurst. I think you were second yeah. to your teammate, mm-hmm. the eventual champion, Chaz Mostert. Um, it, it's a stacked field of talent, and and you gave it to him. You you were the only one that was really consistently giving it to him. Typically, after a result like that, you roll into the next year with corporate funding, but it all kind of went awry at the end of last year. But tell me about the deal you've put together um, tell me about its longevity um, and what you hope to achieve with it. Yeah, so, I mean, we were basically at the end of last year. Obviously, as you know, we finished up mid-December. We were waiting on some of our key sponsors to, to come back to us with, with answers. And unfortunately, because that last Bathurst round in December was so late, we were, you know, applying for our funding for that event when we probably should have been doing it for the next season. So, the timing was just off for us and that really snowballed and affected us going into an early start for, for this year. So the emotion has been from like the elation of Bathurst and fighting Chaz then to having a couple of pretty big shunts at Bathurst, which turned out to be our last round and our one and only DNF last year. Mm-hmm. And then thinking that we were going to be running this year and then not running. And then now we've got, you know, a couple of really great partners on board for this year um we've got a new team a new team uh new car owner um we've got a lot of people behind us and uh mate i'm just really excited to be back it's another thing too that um which what was fairly disappointing and this is why we've been a little bit like don't get us wrong we love the stand deal like it i i think it's great coverage uh maddie white he's a good he's actually part of the sen family here and he's been championing it on his show and it's really you know, provide a lot of access, but at the same time, it's also locked out a lot of people. And last year, I mean, Maddie can even attest to this. We were having, you know, guys like Jordan Cox come through, Benny Bargwana, all mm. sort of this new unearthed amount of talent yourself as well, Luke. And all of these teams sort of coming to the forefront because you were on seven and you were getting a couple of new games, throwing punches with your established names like Caruse and Lee Holdsworth and Chaz, Garth mm. Tander. It was a really cool sort of uh, little mix. And now I feel like we're seeing that drop off a bit. But uh, just uh, just reading between the lines here, Luke, are a lot of other have you, or other people in the paddock that you've talked to sort of found their way to navigate through and say, like, okay, well, this is what the deal is. It's going to be like for the next couple of years. Uh, how can we sort of maximize this? I, I think, yeah, it's, it's got to be surrounded with positivity. And I mean, all of this, backlash happened when supercars went behind the Foxtel paywall, right? So the KO thing, like, we're all paying for for premium motorsport now, and that's what TCR is being sold as. Um, And I think, like, we still have the Carusos, the Fabians, the Wills, those guys in there um, helping to to show the standard of of racing, and then you've got your battlers like me, Coxie, Bucken, um, you know, Aaron Cameron, like young contenders in there who are, you know, trying to hit it out against those boys who can't, um, you know, can't justify getting onto the supercars ladder and going through Super 2 to get to the top of the sport here. So 
I mean, I think TCR's got so much potential. Like, Matt knows very well that, that my pathway is is looking towards the World Touring Car Series. And mm-hmm. um, we were, we're still looking at um, doing a wild card um, in WTCR this year. So, um, I, I think that it's all going to come together. It's going to be slow. But in the end, if, if Stan can present a good offering for us and, and TCR is... You know, quality television, um, the same way that the supercars broadcast is, then there's no reason why you, you wouldn't want to see it. Yeah, look, I I, I agree with you, Luke. Um, I think the product is very good, what they produce. I just hope it gets in front of more eyeballs as we move forward. But let's move away from the stand deal. I'm more pumped about your new deal coming forward. You, you, you're going to make it to the mountain this weekend, which is, I think, round three of TCR. That's correct. Which is outstanding. Um in a Hyundai. So you've gone away from the Audis and you, you're now into what has been a pretty good platform to be competitive, the Audi i30. Yeah, Sorry, well... the Hyundai the i30. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Hyundai i30, not the Audi i30. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. I mean, Will, like, obviously had won uh, with the Hyundai back in 2019. Um, That's Will Brown. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it? Yes, yep, Will Brown, sorry. Um, that that car has won world championships. It's won a, a heap of domestic series. So for us, we were sort of looking at, you know, the, the age-old problem of what budget do we have, what does that fit, and what's going to be the most competitive package. Um, the Audi that we were in last year was, is one of the oldest cars on, on the grid now. Um You've got Jay Hansen's brand new Gen 2 Audi in there, which is going to be a hard thing to beat. And yep. my logic around this was, you know, finding a team that fitted our budget, fitted, you know, our moral standards. And we, we wanted to put a deal together that worked for, for everybody. So uh, and that's, that's what this Hyundai does. And I, I reckon it's got the chance to have some really good results at places like Sydney, where we, we saw it do well. And it, to be honest, it's due for its BOP to come back. So I'm... Praying like hell that it's, it swings around like a boomerang in the next two <laughs> two events, and uh, we'll be on top of the podium. That's the hard thing, isn't it, Luke? Because if we look at this time last year when TCR were there, um, you mentioned BOP there. That's balance of performance, which gets allocated to each manufacturer to try and keep the whole series relatively level. The uh, the Hyundai really hurt with their balance of performance. They were mobile chicanes. I remember speaking to. Joshy Bucken, and he said, mate, if it's going to be like this, we just won't bother coming back. So do you know, when do you know what your balance of performance is going to be? Has that already been announced? So you essentially know what you're going to get when you get there? Well, there was actually quite a decent update to the BOP regs. Uh, About two weeks ago, it came out from WSC, who are the governing body for all the TCR um, championships across the world. And what that was was a, a ride height uh, increase to the new Gen 2 Audi, which is Hanson's car. So there's only that car racing in the world at the moment. So it means that the WSC are paying attention to what's happening in Australia. Um, and I think probably us coming across from Audi to Hyundai is going to give them a pretty good indication of where the Hyundai is at seeing our path results and then where we sort of land in the Hyundai. So um, I'm hoping that, you know, our experience from last year and, and all of my experience from my racing career can play into helping Hyundai to develop that car through the season. And if we get a little bit of BOP back, I think that's all it's going to need to uh, turn it into a race winner. 
One thing that you do have uh, up against you is, of course, you know, like in terms of like, you know, ball sports, like footy players always talk about being match fit, you know, having game time. And you haven't been in the seat since you were at Bathurst, you know, last, um, last November. Was it November or December? Yeah. Yep. Uh, December. Yeah, December. Late December. Yep. Uh, uh, early December. Early December. Yeah. But um, so first off, you're in a brand new car, but you're at a track that you already know. So it's kind of like kind of. Kind of good, kind of bad. Like, what's what's your uh, your sort of mindset going into it this round? I am not complicating this weekend at all. Um, you I haven't done a test day, have you? No, nah, no. Nah, we are going into this uh, fresh as. So it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting weekend. Um, I'm planning on making it as uneventful as, as possible in, in terms of, you know, any negative results going on. Um, and we're just going to try and do our best to get through. I think the top 10, top five would be great for us. And then we can really sit down after Bathurst and think about what we're, what we're going to do for Sydney. Um, but I've got to tell you, having the one-year break out of the seat from COVID and then going straight into Tassie last year and sort of being toe-to-toe with Chaz straight away in quali, that gave me a hell of a lot of confidence to, to know that if I ever am out of the seat for a long time, mm. I should be able to get in and adapt pretty quickly within you know a session or so and away we go. So the, the biggest challenge this weekend is going to be adapting to a, a new car um, around possibly the one of the hardest tracks in the world so no big deal right yeah yeah you're yeah. right oh, yeah what, what could go wrong at bathurst <laughs> <laughs> speaking hey speaking of which and luke's going to find this very embarrassing nimsy but i feel i feel i want to talk about this after my accident and i want to talk about it publicly because it 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 um it's a nod to the sort of bloke that luke is when i had my accident at bathurst last year and i was shipped off to hospital Luke and his beautiful lady Lizzie uh, were down at the mountain as well doing TCR, saw the accident obviously, knew that I um, had a motorhome from my great partners at Let's Go Motorhomes uh, in the the camping area. When I got out of hospital and I came back to my camper van, Luke had got of his own volition, knowing that I wouldn't be able to do it, went back to the camper van and packed up all of my stuff, packed my bags, packed all my kit, all my gear, absolutely everything, um, knowing that I wouldn't be able to do it. And again, without without being asked to do it or anything, just off his own bat went, oh, Matt's in a bit of trouble here. I might go and give him a hand. So I just wanted to publicly thank you, Luke King, and your beautiful partner, Lizzie. Uh, they drove the camper van back for me to Sydney because I wasn't able to drive, obviously. Did me the world's massive favour. So, uh, you know, if, you, if you're out Mount at Mount Panorama this weekend, make sure you get behind Luke King because he's one of the hardest working blokes in pit lane. He's a bloody good driver and he's an even better bloke. So, mate, I I am forever thankful and I'm super pumped that you are back and I'm super glad that the companies that you've picked up have seen what sort of bloke you are and and have, uh, have chosen you to represent their brands. They couldn't choose a better bloke and I'm wrapped for you, mate. That that's the best wrap that I've ever had, mate. Thank you for that. The because the amount of sanitizer that I needed to use on my hands after picking up your dirt <laughs> was unbelievable. I should have a hand sanitizing sponsor on the car this weekend. I still need it. Um, I I 
also skimmed a couple of your credit cards too. That's how I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> See what a great bloke you are. <laughs> I wondered why the fuel bill for my Let's Go Motorhome was about fifteen hundred bucks to go a couple of hundred k's. Jeez. <laughs> Although, that, um, on a more serious note, though, because we have because we've seen we've obviously seen what uh, what the Audi looks like. What's the uh, what's the Hyundai going to look like? Uh, do we get a cheeky livery reveal or anything coming down the line? What can we look to expect on the side of the doors? Well, come on, let us yeah. know what the stickers are. Come on, mate. <laughs> mate, well, our uh, a, a good friend, Tim Pattinson's done the design for us, and he's, he came up with it in a very short time period. Um, it is it is looking awesome. It's going to get revealed tomorrow. So you can expect to see some familiar colours from Maotai on there. Um, and we are So also- Maotai's back, which is great. That That's your yeah. Chinese um, alcohol brand. To do yep correct the Chinese firewater that is right um, <laughs> that will be fueling our car this weekend um, and yeah zip zip pay who are a uh, buy now pay later if you if you don't know them look them up um, you should know them they're available at all super cheap stores so um, they're you know disrupting the the market and and trying to get rid of credit cards and all that sort of thing and make uh, make the the payment possibilities happen for, for people who need to, to access that sort of cash flow. Nice. So, um, nice. so yeah, Zip is on the car and we are making it zippy this weekend at Bathurst. Very, <laughs> there nice. He goes. Very nice. Hey, and Luke, we've just had two text messages come in. Um, one of them says, did Luke sell your stuff in reference to my, my stuff? <laughs> I don't think he yeah. did. Oh, there's a couple of things I can't find, but I'm pretty sure I just lost it. And uh, yeah. a great friend of ours, at uh, Peter from Munta Bay in South Australia, he said, with that rap, Luke needs to get the good guys on board with sponsorship. Yeah, Say, Luke King, good guys. <laughs> See? Nice. Rolls up the tongue. You to pay something for, from the good guys. There, you, there go. you go, Peter. You're a thinker, mate. I love what, you're, uh, what you've done there. So but, it's all about mate, synergy. I, but, um, but we're make we're sure genuinely you... happy you're back, brother. Thank you. Thank you, boys. I've got to give a couple of shout-outs, if that's all right. Of course, um, please do. Please. We've got Fast Track Communications who have been on, on the car with us for, for six years. Those guys have been the one of our strongest supporters. Um, we wouldn't have been able to put that deal together without them. So they're, they're going to be on the front of the of the car, down on the cheekbones. And then we've got Pertamina Lubricants who were on the car with us back in 2019 when we finished Vice Champions in the 86 series. So it's a culmination of all the sponsors over the years. Um and I've got to say a special shout out to a little sign uh, sign writers workshop in West Gosford, uh, back in my hometown on the Central Coast. There's sparkles coming out of their garage door right now because they are applying that livery to that car. Um, <laughs> Mitch, John, and Richie uh, are all there sorting that car out, and they've been putting designs on my car since 2016, um, and awesome. they've been along the journey the whole way. So. Awesome. If we uh, if we didn't have sign specialists on board doing all of our design work and liveries for us, we would not be on track and presenting as well as we do. So shout right. out to the boys. There, they're partners, know. mate. They're not. They're not. They're not. We say in this business, sponsors very loosely. But when you've had people on your car for years and years and years, they are partners. They're partners in you as a person and your career. So uh, now tomorrow you you're releasing the livery, so we can all see it. Where can we find it? So tomorrow we'll be releasing the livery. Uh, it'll be at Super Cheap at Bathurst, which is at uh, the, one of the new store openings that we're doing. There's a driver signing happening there from between 4.30 to 5.30 tomorrow afternoon. 
So mm-hmm. anyone who's listening, come down. You can see the uh, the Maasai Zip Hyundai TCR be unveiled. Um, and, yeah, there'll be about 10 of the boys down there all doing signings. I've got Perfect. delivery posters, you know, collectible posters ready to go. Nice. And, uh, and, and socials? What about your socials, mate? Where can we – because you're releasing it at what time tomorrow, delivery? Tomorrow, the livery will be released around 4 o'clock. Right. Okay. And you'll be able to catch it on your socials too? Yep, absolutely. So socials, just at Luke King Racing on Instagram and Luke King Racing on Facebook um, and LukeKingRacing.com.au. So um, you can find me there. Feel free to send us a message, ask some questions about what Matt's credit card numbers are and whatever else. <laughs> you have to answer that for anyone who wants to know. <laughs> Very nice, very nice. But, uh, hey, look, it's it's good to get you back on the show, mate. It's even better to see you back on the grid. And uh, before we let you go, we do have to give you this. Yeah, we'll look forward. Yeah, that's better. There it is. <laughs> no, there but it thanks is. for jumping aboard the show, mate. And we can't wait to see you on uh, uh, flying around that panorama in the Hyundai. Good luck, Should brother. Be good, yeah. <laughs> looking, looking forward to uh, being the rogue this year and not worrying about the championship too much. <laughs> <laughs> Should be good fun, mate. But go well this weekend. All right. Cheers, boys. There we go. Luke King joining us for our Burson Auto Parts off the track update. Burson Auto Parts, known for first-class knowledge and service. And that is the sort of stuff that we love to see, and which is why we really love the TCR category, wasn't it? To see, you know, that next level come up. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's, as much as I love them as blokes, um, the Fabian Coulthards, the Tony Delbertos, those sorts of blokes, they've had really good careers. It's guys like Joshy Bucken and Luke King who are coming up, Brad Shields, those sorts of blokes who have, basically, these guys have been state races, state hmm. driving in state racing rounds, maybe done some Toyota 86, who have now been given an opportunity to jump in what is essentially our second uh, most highly promoted touring car class in Australia. And I love it. And they, they work bloody hard. These guys, every single one of them, guys and girls behind the scenes, are working their backsides off. And when they have a win, I just love to see it. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what Luke does this weekend. Exciting stuff, too, to hear that there could be a WTCR ride there because we saw, yes. too, with um with Dylan O'Keefe yep. and, and the Renault Link. He got to... Have yep. a crack like that was. Yep. A, Doc so. had a crack uh, last year, and I think that um, uh, if Luke's going to do it, he may be looking at Spain. So, which is, I think, Hareth. So that would be that would be mega because that's where you're going to get tested. TCR's huge over there, and if he gets over there and, and has a really good result, oh, it would be just mega for his um, for his career. So let's hope he gets there. Yes, um, we've got a bit more of the Bathurst uh, six hour that we got to get into. Gabe's will answer your question in just a moment. Plenty to get through here on the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Back with more right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter. Shaping and building Australia together. Oh, you can tell when it gets to 9 o'clock on the driver's seat, or at least very close to 9 o'clock, because my uh, little, oh, guys, we're back, gets closer and closer <laughs> to that little bit of a... Uh... <laughs> well, it was very close to 7, let me say. <laughs> 
But yes, welcome back to the driver's seat. Nims Azora and Matt McKeldin here. Stevie J is on, well, he's en route to the Bathurst six hour. He and is. remember, you can rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app available in the app store. I can tell you right now, the man is spitting chips because it is young Jet Johnson's first time flying mm. around the mountain. And as you'd know, Matty, one, being a parent, it's it's hard enough worrying about your kid, let alone yep. when they're in when they're one doing double duty around the toughest racetrack in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And and when you come off a career like Stevie J's had and, and DJ Dick Johnson had as well, you know. And and also let me say, you know, Jet is rebuilding my car after a very big accident. So he knows firsthand what can happen if you have a, do a mistake or get it wrong. Um, so there is there is a definite. Uh, I was with them on Monday night at the launch of his new sponsor, and um, you know there is definitely an air of there's confidence, but there's a little bit of trepidation, of course, because if it goes wrong there, it can go really wrong. Um, but he's a good kid. He's got his head screwed on. He knows he's not going to go out there and win it. Um, there are a bunch of kids who are having their first run up there this weekend or down there, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, this weekend. And, and it's a place and it's a place that, that can bite you very, very hard, uh, whether you're in a, a Trans Am car or whether you're in a production car. So um, uh, he will do well. He's got natural talent. Um, he's got good partners. He's got a good He's got a good head in his ear, so to speak. He's got his father and his and his and his grandfather in his ear about um, how to approach this weekend. And look, I think he'll do well. I think he'll do well. Um, whether he will be up the front mid pack, I think if he gets through this weekend safely, both in the six hour and in the Trans Am, I think that's a win for the kids' first time up there. Very much so. And also, how cool does the Napa Auto Parts Ford Mustang look? Very, very cool. Yeah, very good. That's been on the boil for a little while. We we obviously sorry to interrupt. I was I was not allowed to talk about it <laughs> for a second there. When when I saw they were at Movie World uh, on yeah. the live stream, I'm like, yeah, Luffy in the car. <laughs> he was Luffy. Well, Luffy wasn't in the car, but he was certainly in the stunt ute that was flying yeah, around. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't seen it, jump on to Bree Johnson's uh, with B B R E E Johnson official or Bree Team Johnson. I think it is. Uh, yeah, Team Johnson's uh, Facebook and have a look at that because there was a little mishap during the launch that got caught on video, mm. which is now amusing. At the time, could have been a big issue. Yes. Anyway, uh, he's, and he's had, nothing, right, had nothing to do with Warren Luff, and the person is okay. Yep. But anyway, it was very interesting. So they put on a – Napa put on a big show. There was about uh, 7,500 or 75 or 100 people at the Hollywood stunt show. Um, uh, you know, drinks, food, cars, Lamborghinis, and the, the Napa Trans Am. Great for Jet, brilliant for the series to have such a big partner involved as well. Um, uh, Motorsport fans might recognise that Napa Auto Parts as the livery that was on the wild card, the Walkinshaw Andretti United wild card. Yeah. Uh, that was on Rossi and Hinchcliffe. Rossi and Hinchcliffe, yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah, it was. So, and I think, I think if I've got it right in my head, I think Napa are the parent company of Repco mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Big, and they've got a lot of stores in Australia now. They're building and building and building, and um, and they've got on the third generation of Johnson. So it's it's brilliant. Very good pedigree there. But um, uh, we got to quickly. We've been Gabe's has been patiently waiting on the text line. Yes, uh, kind of sent through from the Hunter Valley. Mm. Uh, hey, legends, is it true supercars tried to stop SVG racing Trans Am this weekend, or worse, was he not allowed to share it on social media? No, not true. Um, Gabe's he's got COVID. Um, Coronavirus. 
<laughs> no, no, we we're not heard that this year. We're not. We're not laughing we're not at SVG. No. It's <laughs> Corona Barry. Oh, so, so he's poolside here on the Gold Coast with the dreaded Corona. Um, when you have four hundred and twenty thousand people at a Grand Prix, I think half of pit lane right now has coronavirus. <laughs> um, uh, so that's why he's not driving it. He's very disappointed not to be driving it. And no, don't forget, Gabe's as well that ARG and supercars. Trans Am is part of the ARG group of uh, racing umbrella. categories yep. and, and supercars own all that. So, no, he, he was allowed to put it up. He did put it up. He put up a lap of him testing at Queensland Raceway, which was rather mighty. Mm. So if you jump on his socials, you'll see that there. So disappointing. He won't be running now. I was hoping to see what car he would be running in, but um, uh, what livery, what sponsors. But, again, great for the series and great for TA2 and Trans Am to have, um, to have him running around in one of their cars. Oh, mate, I was on the hot lap. You certainly oh, were, you Shane. so on a hot lap. Have a look at that <laughs> testing footage. It made me look pretty secondhand, let me tell you. Um, Nick Perkat's actually going to be jumping in the uh, the BMW that uh, is going to have the number one on the door, uh, which is... Well, they are defending champions, aren't yeah. they, of yeah. the of the six-hour? He and Shane Smolin, uh, Shane Van Gisbergen and Shane Smolin, I think, were the, uh, the defending champions. So Nick's getting into a good car. Very much so. And uh, some other supercars stars are also going to be making an appearance at the uh, six out, we've got Anton Di Pasquale will be joining uh, Anthony Sewell and Adam Burgess uh, in another BMW. Mm. BMWs, they they really own the six hour, don't they? They do. Yeah, BMW is the car of choice. It used to be in the old days of when production cars were doing the 12 hour, it used to be things like Evo Lancers and that kind of stuff. But the uh, the M4s, M3s, those kind of, that, that kind of BMWs seems to be the car of choice. I mean, Barrett Linton and Tim Lay, they're in it. Um, they're being, they're, they're in, I think, as you mentioned, with um, DJ, with uh, Anton and, mm-hmm. um, uh, and Will Davison as well. I mean, like Tim Slade's running, Will Brown's running, Tony D, Dave Russell. They're all having a crack. Johnny Bowers having another crack at it. I reckon the one that I'm really looking forward to seeing is Marcus Ambrose. First time we've seen him really racing. So he's teaming up with George Medici in a, uh, in a, a pretty hot uh, Ford Mustang. So that'll be really good to watch. Um, but 70 cars, Limsy, around. <laughs> it's going to be around. <laughs> like, and the speed difference between the front guys and the back guys will be relatively significant. So you know, you're you know what we should have done, Matty? You know what we should have done? We should have done like a pool for how many safety cars will we see in the oh, six yes. hours. We should come up with a drinking game. Words. Actually, we've got a couple of days, Nimsy. With all that spare time that you've got, let's come up with a six-hour drinking game with words. Once they get mentioned by the comm teams, words like margin, tire, <laughs> lock-up. Time penalty. Know? Time penalty. Uh, yes, yeah, safety car. Let's see what comes up with that. I reckon I'll be sloshed by about an hour and a half in. But anyway. An hour and a half. That's being generous. But, um, Probably. <laughs> uh, but yes, um, we'll get to your text in just a moment. 0433 And they're coming in thick and fast. But it is looking. It is great to see the six hour back and thriving. And yes, with 70 cars on that grid, Matthew, I can tell you right now. We're going to be here in the safety oh. car a fair bit. But, um, you would imagine. <laughs> you're listening to the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to a Kubota. For over that was years. actually really close. <laughs> well, I, it's funny. So I'll explain for anyone that, that hasn't worked in radio, you see a little countdown thing that's on the screen. 
And Maddie and I just like to have a chat because, mm, you know, yeah. we, this, this is one of the few times that we catch up as in like, because we obviously chat during the week, but this is the actual time that we talk. And then mm. I'm just sort of seeing like, five, four, three, oh, jeez. <laughs> 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 but, um, <gasps> but welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. That, for over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. We got to talk about uh, the AGP and we'll get into our power rankings. This is the driver's seat power rankings. Now, this is like our Dally M or Brownlow medal. And normally it's Matt and Steve that hand out the 3 to one vote. But because Steve's on his way to Bathurst uh, for mm. Young Jet's big debut in the six hour and mm-hmm. in the Trans Am around there, I'm going to fill in. I'll be the super sub for Stevie J and give my 3 to one uh, Now, normally Steve copies you. Uh, which I think well, he tries to. He tries to. Uh, I mean, he made us, his whole scholastic career was about... Looking over Cheating. shoulders, so yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes uh, sense. It's a strategy that worked. Yeah, well, I don't know. Did it work? Did he get past finger painting? And did he get out of grade six? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not convinced. Anyone that went to school with Steve Johnson, let us know. Text yeah. in. Uh, I'm assuming after the, the grade sixes that he went to uh, graduation with would surely be uh, old enough to remember now. But anyway. Maybe. <laughs> he's going to give us so many receipts next week oh, when he comes mate. back. Um, it's on. Uh, but let's get to our three, two, one rankings. Yeah. Do you want to go first, Matty, or do you want? Look, I, I will go first, and I and it's a hard one because there were some great, there were some great performances within Supercar, and and of course we have to say SVG coming basically from the back to the front. Um, uh, some of the passes that he put on were like Tasmania, mm-hmm. and again, a lot of the talk over the weekend was how do we stop this guy? Yeah. The reality is you can't. I mean, he's just at, operating at a very high level at the moment. You'd be very lucky if you do so he gets stop you three. him. So I'm going to give him three. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give Will Davison two mm-hmm. points because Will was quicker than ADP over the weekend. He just was, and he drove really well. But he couldn't get past he couldn't get past SVG for a lot of it, um, and SVG passed him on a couple of times. That's because SVG is working at a different level. So I thought Will did really good. So I'm going to give two to Will. And here's my third. It's a roughy, Nimsy. It's from the outside. It's you'll never guess. Is it Gary Jacobson? Oh, you bugger. I put How him on. Can I'd you see him, that? Because oh, I, I put him down for mine too. Oh, oh there you scary. go. <laughs> oh, scary. The minute you so, said that, <laughs> I was just like, oh, God, if he puts Gary Jacobson. <laughs> Mate, remember at the start of the year, I said, watch those two cars hmm. because at times they are going to be fast. A 15th, a 10th, and a 6th for Gary Jacobson. So he gets my one point. Yep. For that. He also, as soon as he breaks it in for three top teners, he is going to get three points. Very much so. I put him down for uh, uh, the one vote as well. Uh, my two votes go to David Reynolds. Good, yep. good patch of form. Uh, good David. pace. And I can tell you right now, too, he has had an absolute, as you would say, Matty, an absolute Barry Crocker for the last couple of seasons. He had that podium yep. at Sandown last year uh, yep. in his first sort of outing with the Kellys. But... Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, whatever whatever the Groves are doing, they're doing it well because even to get um, lethal on the podium as well, a double podium. Totally. For um, I don't think they're expecting that. And, you know, not to sound harsh, but I'm pretty sure they've got more trophies in that workshop now than McKellie's mm. ever had, unfortunately. Well, and, and this is part of the conundrum about our points this weekend. You could hand out three pointers to half of the field. Yeah. Um, some of them had just a sensational round, Kelly's included. So, uh, you know... Um, uh, 
But the thing they, is, that, they were they were very much a special mention on the Maddie three two once. The thing is, though, I have to, I really have to give the three like you to SVG because it drives you mad, doesn't it? Like the guy is, he could almost hit the showers now. Pack up early, <laughs> go home, son, because he's just bagged up another six. There is a there was a very very funny. Um, there's a there's a great account called Pit Lane Whiteboard on uh, on Twitter. And they went and put out a little public service announcement saying, if you've been in close contact with Shane Van Gisbergen in the, in the last five days, please send your setup sheet to Ludo because blimey, he's tried everything and needs more ideas. Very clever. <laughs> yeah, no, look, he's, he's, he's just at a next level at the moment. He, uh, to do what he did in the rally the week before, come second in the, in the national rally at his first attempt, roll straight into um, supercar at the Grand Prix and, and you know, they made some... They, they fell foul, unfortunately, of, of a red flag with 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 uh, qualifying and that sort of stuff. But the way he drove, he's got that thing on a string. Yeah, and he's you know he's odds on to um, to go again for his third time. I reckon in the championship, they're going to have to do something to catch him. I think you're a very safe bet there. But that was our power mm. rankings here on the driver's seat. We'll talk about the Formula One in just a moment. But as always, we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Nims is all filling in for Stephen Johnson. Back with more straight after this. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. And remember, you can download the all-new Driver's Seat app. It's got podcasts. Interviews, news, and videos. It is a must for all motorsport fans. Uh, we do need to talk about the Formula One Grand Prix, but before we do that, do you want to get through some of these texts, Matty? Yeah, let's get through some texts, and and we um we'll get we'll start with Michael. Don't want to sound like I'm bagging motor racing, but just thought the dull obvious uh, the race was dull. Obviously, Ferrari and Red Bull looking uh, dominant. Uh, the season as always. Enjoy the show. Um, thank you, mate. I'm glad you enjoy the show, mate. Look. <laughs> So so let's talk let's talk about the Formula One Grand Prix, Nimsy. Mm. Um, the event, four hundred and twenty thousand people sold out for months. Corporate facilities heaving, champagne flowing, and when circus performers also when when the lowest turnout still beats almost every single game of footy that weekend in Melbourne. Correct. Pretty good <laughs> vibe off its head. The event was sensational. Australian Grand Prix Corporation, um, uh, uh, celebrate hard, hold your heads high, ticket tape parade through Melbourne, unbelievable. The Formula One race was boring. <laughs> Garbage and a snooze fest. Uh, for those just playing at home, Charles Leclerc. Uh, Charles Leclerc. When Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc. And Le Ferrari. Uh, sorry, i got to do this properly. Uh, Charles Leclerc won two races out of three. He took an early championship lead with victory at the Australian Grand Prix. He converted his pole position into a dominant win. Never looked back, did Charles Leclerc. Sergio Perez scored second, George Russell third. And the win is Ferrari's first in Australia since Sebastian Vettel took victory back in 2018. So they were loving it on Ligon Street. Oh. 
<laughs> we're just going off. Uh, Did I not say in our live show last week, Nimsy, that if Ferrari wins, Ligon will go off like a free slab at a Wharfie's picnic? And I saw some footage, and it was heaving on Sunday night. The best part was you sent me a text directly afterwards, and I'm like, hell no. I'm not going anywhere near Ligon Street tonight. I was gutted that I had to come back to the Gold Coast because I would love to have gone down to uh, Ligon Street and celebrated with the Ferrari faithful. Look, fantastic for, for Ferrari to win that race, but... Um, two things. Melbourne has never put on a really great, close, tight race. It just never has. It's not that sort of circuit that lends itself to super close racing. The Everyone did what they thought was the right thing by changing the uh, layout of the circuit, make it faster, make it potentially better for passing, all that kind of stuff. Don't know how they thought of that because you took out a passing, uh, a good passing yeah, the zone, chicane. Uh, which was eight and nine. Um, but anyway... It was strange because the supercar racing was fantastic. Mm. S5000 was good. Cup car was brilliant. But it did not work for Formula One. It just didn't work with the cars, the circuit. We lost, you know, a couple of cars to the odd spin here or there. Turn one saw a lot of action when mm. they were they were coming through. Turn uh, six saw a bit of action. Uh, but really, it was a boring race. It just It just was a boring race. It was... Charlie flicked off into the distance and we never really saw him again. I think Dan could have done a little bit better. He was kind of held back. Um, he was told to stay behind Lando, his teammate. So he, he could have gotten up to, th- I think they finished. Yeah, it was team seventh. orders. Yeah, team orders. So there was team. So he could have gotten a little bit better there. So that showed some promise. McLaren showed some promise. The highlight for me was Sebastian Vettel. Coming back little, in practice in his scooter. In the and little. all the memes that came after it with like Uber Eats Super <laughs> The little Deliveroo the car. <laughs> the little, little Deliveroo bike. <laughs> that was the absolute highlight for me was him firing back uh, into pit lane. Did you know he then got a fine as well? Because yeah, I know. he came into pit lane doing like 85k an hour on his scooter <laughs> and had to be 60. So <laughs> I, that was brilliant to see. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, that was a little bit of theatre. But, look, let's look forward. Um, brilliant to have Formula 1 back. I'm so glad Melbourne put on such a brilliant event. Jealous that I wasn't there. Malcolm was there from Kubota. Um, uh, there were so many people I knew there that were in boxes. And for one moment, I did have a little bit of FOMO. I said to said to Mrs. Mack that... Um, uh, I, I really wish I'd stayed down and, and seen that. One of our one of our listeners just texted in, they should have kept the fourth DRS, DRS zone. DRS, drag reduction system, you're 100% right. They should have had four, but uh, Fernando Alonso kicked up um, that it was dangerous to have it, and so they withdrew it, and they only had three. That might have made it a little bit better, but you can't just rely on one DRS zone to make a Grand Prix. Can I? Um, you just can't. I'll put, I'll put this out there to you now. I, Obviously, this is like the second round in the championship. No, sorry, third round in the championship. Yeah, is is it curtains for Max at the moment? Like, or is no. he just going to have to work no. very, very hard to um to get back into it? He's going to have to be damn consistent. Um, those cars are going to have to stay together because right now they keep detonating. Well, he can't um, have another DNF. If he has another no, DNF, he's basically done, right? Oh, particularly if Charles has another win mm. um, this early. But don't forget, there's 25 races. I mean, you never know what can happen. We saw last year that you never know what can happen in Formula yes. One. So is he? He's been knocked out, right? He, in boxing terms, he's been knocked out in like the third round of an eight-round fight. Can he come back swinging and and knock a few blokes out? Absolutely. We'll see what happens. But um, I, I think it's it's very early 
to call it. Mercedes looked a little bit better. McLaren looked a little bit better. Ferrari continued its dominance. Um, Aston Martin were as poor as they have been. Haas were a little bit disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Renault, I thought, were looked like they were getting a little bit better too. That lap that Fernando was on, boy, he could have been in the top three or four in Q3 uh, had the thing not um, uh, uh, run off the road with a with a hydraulic issue. So had all the makings, but promised the world that delivered an Atlas, unfortunately. So let's move on to the next race yep. in Italy. Should be Which should not, be good. Should be uh, quite nice. But um, yeah, that was uh, let let us know what you thought of the race. <laughs> oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is the number if you'd like to get in touch on the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota for over forty years. We've been shaping, we've been shaping Australia, shaping and building Australia together. Back with more right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is the driver's seat, and we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. 0433981116 is the text line if you'd like to get in touch, which uh, a lot of you have been doing. And if you're new and texting in, um, make sure you add your name at the end too, because we'd like to give you a bit of credit too, because we've got a couple of texts that are in that we don't know who they're from, but we do know who one is from, uh, Matt in Freeman's Reach. And Matt, where is Freeman's Reach? Yeah, I've uh, never heard of Freeman's Reach. either. I know we could do the old Google machine, but uh, we'd, we'd love it if you could get in touch with us, Matt. Yeah. We'll get to your question in just a tick. Let But um, this uh, is... Oh, do you want to go first? No, well, I was just... I was just gonna, sorry, mate. I was, very quickly, there was um, uh, um, a text came in about the Larry Perkins trophy that was awarded on the weekend to yes. Shane Van Gisbergen. Uh, the text re- and the text reads: If Chaz didn't spin Courtney uh, and received a penalty, would he have won the LP Trophy? Very possibly. I, I think don't, haven't done the numbers, but I would say so. Yes, but I'm glad he did spin him <laughs> because you can't escort someone off and then not expect a whack back. So, was See, I I thought it was pretty interesting because Chaz actually probably. If he's still fighting for a championship, he's lost potential points there. Like if he of course. if he kept going, of and and well, like like old mate uh, number ending in one eight three has very rightly said, if Chaz didn't spin Courtney and receive the penalty, would he have won the LP trophy? I think he would have. Yeah, I think he would have too. Yeah, yeah, because he won two out of the four races, mm, mm. so um, he was right up there with SVG, SVG and SVG yeah. took it. Um, and so yeah, he might have. He might have, but sometimes there's a bigger statement that needs to be made. That's true. Yeah. And uh, when you do get escorted the way he did, um, and Chaz is a really clean driver. He never whacks one back across the fence. But on this occasion, he just mildly whacked it across the back of the fence. Wasn't there to clean the grass. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there to mow grass, folks. That's what, that's... <laughs> it was the greatest return of serve ever. I'm not into my grass. I'm into race cars. So if you throw me off into the grass, I'm going to get you back. And that's what we want to see. So it was great. Uh, another one here too, uh, from number ending in 803. This one's a little bit up your neck of the woods. Have you guys heard the house that Peter Brock grew up in, in Sleepy Hurstbridge? It's currently up for sale. Is that a while back? I, ha- I, had, I think... It was, I, I could be wrong, but I seem to, uh, the the old hard drive's pretty full these days. Uh, <laughs> things work a little slower than what they did when it was first created. And uh, I seem to remember there's something about Peter B's house being up for sale in Hurstbridge. If you're a fan, go down and buy it. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and another one too. This one is from Maddie in Freeman's Reach. Hey, legends. Just wondering if there's been any talk regarding safety at Bathurst since last year's Festival of Motorsport. Oh, Maddie's a long-time listener. If he's uh, if he's tossed in the Festival of Festivale, Motorsport, the Festival, yes, you might be a uh, long-time first time, Maddie. <laughs> but um, uh, has there been any mention of adding tire walls to a few areas where approach speeds are right up there? For example, on drivers' right at Reed Park, where you went in, Maddie. Oh, geez, sorry. Um, Thanks for the reminder. Drivers left on approach to Dipper and Forest Elbow, where Chaz went in. Uh, all are completely offline and won't change how the track is raced. Sure, cars will still get torn up. Energy absorbed would mean less broken bones slash injured drivers. Regards, Matt from Freeman's Reach. Hey, Matty, um, the problem, the, the, not the problem, the challenge that you'll find with putting tyre barriers up along there is that there is no room. If you would need to extend the track left and right to put tyre barriers down there because if you didn't, um, that you wouldn't be able to pass. You wouldn't be able to go too wide. Don't forget also, when you hit a tyre barrier, typically you bounce out. And so, yes, while the initial impact is less, sometimes by bouncing back out again, you bounce back out into someone else or into the other wall. It's just but, – but I think the predominant reason is it's just too tight. Where they've got room, they put tyres. So on the outside of McPhillamy Park, um, they put tyres uh, on the – they put tyres on the left-hand side and uh, – no, on the right-hand side, sorry, of uh, Skyline, mm-hmm. as you go over Skyline, because there's a bit of room there. Um, so and, – and how many times have we seen at Skyline when a car has gone over and gone into that tyre bank on the right-hand side, the damage has been phenomenal, and they've bounced out into another car. So – Great thought, and you know, boy, oh boy, man, I'd love to have had a tire barrier instead of a concrete wall that I hit at 187k an hour. Yeah. We'll love to have had a tire barrier, <laughs> but um, just too tight, Maddie, unfortunately. Um, but that's also what makes Mount Panorama what it is. It's a high risk, high reward sort of circuit. If you risk it, you will get a lap time out of it. If you risk it for the biscuit, you will get it. But if you go slow. You just you, you and be safe. You just don't pull a lap time out of it. You've got to rag the thing across the top there to grab a lap at Mount Panorama these days. Uh, thank you, Maddie from Freeman's Reach, uh, who's also texted back saying five minutes out of Windsor, New South Wales, right next door to Gloss Vegas. Oh, old, there you go. Old is it Glossodia? Glossodia. Not too sure. <laughs> Uh, and um, that that text message about Chaz, if he didn't spin Courtney and getting the LP trophy, that was Jeff from Hamilton Hill. G'day, Jeff. Okay. Jeff texts in all the time. So, uh, But we get so many texts, Jeff. You've got to remember that numbers we don't remember, names we do. So good on you, Joffrey from Hamilton Hill. Yes, lovely to hear from you. And it's great to be back live here across the SEN network. But we'll be back with more on the driver's seat because we got, well, we got a, a letter in the old mailbag that I feel like we should address. The old school. By the inbox. Uh, so, By the inbox. Yeah. So we'll touch wow. on that. We will Adam t- <laughs> from the Blue Mountains. If you're listening, we're about to read your essay, son. It, 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 he did apologise. <laughs> he did apologise for the size of it. But uh, we'll get to your text in just a moment. Back with more of the driver's seat right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Uh, on the text line, 0433 if you'd like to have your say. Uh, you can also uh, direct me to play sound effects as Lee in Springwood does. Like, I love this. 
Lee and Springwood. Come on, Nims. McKeldin in the wall. Into the wall for Matt McKeldin. People are bloody asking for requests now, Matty. <laughs> Can you hear the tyre squeal on that one? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Good on you, Lee. Appreciate that, mate. Here's another he's going gonna to go and get the sound bite from when I ate the wall at Bathurst. So we'll expect that. Next. Tune in next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a, there's a teaser for you. Uh, here's one. Kimbo from Bayswater. Welcome. Hey, Don't Kimbo. I've had uh, Kimbo from Bayswater before. No, I think Kimbo might also be a first-timer. Kimbo has written, love, love, love the AGP. Been going for 10 years. That's the Australian Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Been going for 10 years. No COVID yet. And also had a photo with SVG. Probably not the, the safest man was a... to have a photo with. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm at... The atmosphere was amazing. makes me laugh. The atmosphere was amazing. Never experienced anything like it. Only challenge with such large numbers were the queues for toilets, the drinking water, the food, the poor phone reception. <laughs> if they can improve all of that next year, it would be even better. Kimbo from Basel. Hey, Kimbo, two things. Go grab yourself a rapid antigen test. Mm. Secondly, I don't think they'll have 420,000 people there next year. I reckon this year there was, because we haven't had it for three years and because everyone was right on the doorstep when it got canned three years ago, I reckon that was just a build-up. Mm. And, I, and I, 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 I'll be really super pleasantly surprised if you get 420 next year. I find it funny that there's poor phone reception at the AGP when you've got, you know, Optus and Boost Mobile uh, throwing so much money <laughs> in terms of sponsorship dollars in yeah. uh, supercar land. But uh, look, and, and in motorsport, but that's that's just a, a small one. Um, now, I did promise beforehand, Adam in the Blue Mountains got in touch with us on our uh, Facebook page. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At Must Private have been his day show. off, Nimsy. It must have a, been his day off because boy, he had some time to write this one. Look, he he maybe he was on the throne and had a, had a bit bit to think well, about. If you're on the throne, mate, you need more fibre for the <laughs> amount of time that you've written this. But he said, "Now for my rant on Gen Three, uh, and he did apologise beforehand yeah, too. So I do I did try to cut it down, but he essentially because uh, he did mention the, the stats that you pulled up in the in the person off the track update. But he reckons it's a big miss from supercars that they didn't collaborate with a powerhouse like NASCAR because NASCAR have done their next gen rather well. And we've even, we've pumped it up quite uh, quite a fair bit on our show. But he reckons it's a big miss. From your view, fellas, do you think they missed an opportunity to work with NASCAR on this project for certain elements? Or do you think they're too far apart to achieve continuity? Because it does mention that a NASCAR have a stock car look, but it's still a fiberglass body and whatnot. Yeah, but, you know, we've got carbon fibre bodies and, and that sort of stuff. I mean, if you looked at um, someone on the weekend had their door ripped off, maybe it was Jack Smith or someone, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing behind it. Um, the, the panels that are on a supercar do not fit your normal road car. Don't worry about that. Um, look, yes, they have missed. They have, I, I, I think, as, as, a, as probably the world's largest sedan racing class in NASCAR, they have certainly missed an opportunity to perhaps use some of the developments there into our cars. But just remember, their cars go one direction typically. Um, our cars are very different. They need to do a whole lot more things than a NASCAR does. The, my, my biggest my biggest uh, concern with Gen 3, where it's gone wrong, is that we've chosen two teams to develop them. I think and, – and, and one of those teams is going to be selling a lot of the parts to the teams to build these things. Mm. I think when you have that commercial interest in it, that's when it becomes potentially an issue of $700,000. I think we should have chosen an independent uh, supplier to build it, develop it using our drivers, 
um, and uh, with a with a, a hard and fast uh, um, financial line in the sand to say you have to build these to be bought by our supercar teams for three hundred and fifty grand, not a dollar more. Now go and develop. Not develop a car that'll do this and 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 do this. This is your money. Go and develop it to do the best you can do for that. That's the way it should have been. $700,000, you're right in what you say, Adam. You can get a couple of GT cars and ship them around the world and have racing um, for that kind of cash. He even said here too, you could probably have a fleet of uh, nearly five TA2 cars. Well, yes, you could. And look, the reality is, and we get a lot of feedback about this, is that super, the new supercar should be, have just been a TA2. Of course it should be. should be a space frame chassis, um, relatively controlled engine uh, uh, from a supercar perspective. Um, it should have just been a TA2 car. The reality is it is a TA2 car with a whole bunch of super expensive bits and pieces on it. It's not... It, 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 there's just they're way too complicated for where they need to be and what they need to be. Um, but do you reckon look, they tried to do too much? Like they they flew a bit too close to the sun. Yep, absolutely. And then when you combine that with we, you know, we we certainly have had freight issues and supply chain issues and all that all that kind of stuff. Um, and and delaying it into twenty twenty three mm-hmm. was the right thing to do. We discussed it heavily on the show last year. But the reality is it just shouldn't be this sort of money. It just shouldn't be this sort of money. And don't forget, this is seven hundred grand to buy the thing. Not to fix it. Mm. How hard is it going to be to fix it? I'm getting intel. How many the thing panels takes, and stuff do you need to, like, oh, you know? The first iteration of this took it, these things took about an hour and a half to get the wheel alignment done. Mm. Now, sometimes we don't have an hour and a half between races to do a wheel alignment. You know, when you look at the current car, albeit it's got some deficits, look at what Matt Stone Racing did in Tasmania. They turned that thing from, you know, a, a crunched up matchbox back into a race car in about an hour. Yeah. So they need to be able to be fixed quickly, reset up and slapped on the bum and sent again. If these things are hard to and expensive to rebuild and hard to set up, then boy, oh boy, we have really missed the mark. Yet to be yet to be confirmed, but watch this space. Because you just need to look at um, like what happened to Slady and uh, Blanchard Racing Team at the mm-hmm. start of Mount, at the Mount Panorama 500 yep. last year. Like that one big shunt and they were out. Oh, that's right. That's right. I mean, that was an enormous shunt, though. That that did, whilst it didn't look necessarily massively spectacular. I mean, it was spectacular, but the the shock effect through the car there would have been horrible. Mm. Uh, would have broken everything, and it, and you know they didn't get that fixed until mid year. Um, but the the final iteration is not here, so we'll just ha- it, it is going to be what it is going to be. If it's already up at, and these are the numbers that I get told, are up around the $700,000 to buy these things, they're not going to be able to cut that in half now. No. The boat's out. They've, it's been pushed out. They just have to keep pressing on because, you know, they've got eight months now and they're well down the development path. Um, they sound like a good thing. I mean, Andre Heimgartner, Heimgartner said it earlier. He said, boy, and, you've got to hang on. And don't get me wrong. We've loved they're the quick. footage. We've, oh. it, they work when we look good, but the whole – but if the it, it's sort of like – 700 grand, yeah. Nancy? If no. the whole goal was just like, look, what we want to do, we want to make it more affordable, we're like people, and immediately that's dot point one, yep. and they've gone and stuffed it up. Yep. Screwed the pooch, yeah. unfortunately. But so. um, – Lee from Springwood, seven hundred thousand. That's the crash budget for Matt's TA two. Oh, <laughs> Lee's, uh... oh, Lee's on the Lee's on the drive by. No, it'll be about it'll be about ten percent of that though, Lee. In all seriousness, it's going to be about seventy grand to fix the old girl. Mm. So um, we look forward to it. actually. 
Get in, have, a look, have a look see at the Kubota Racing page if you haven't already, if you want to see some tasty little updates about that. But um, uh, mm. thank you very much, Adam, from the Blue Mountains for getting in touch. And you can do so yes. by jumping on our Facebook page if you want to get in touch with us through other social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At Driver's Seat Show is where you can find us. But uh, well, Hey, Nimsy. Mm-hmm. Moondog from South Morang. Any news on the latest health of Michael Schumacher? No. Nah. Sorry, Moondog. That's real tight. No yeah. one's talking about that. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one. Well, that, that's a watch this space uh, spot, I reckon. But um, we're off and running. We'll wrap it all up next with some loose ends here on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Back with more to wrap it all up next on the driver's seat. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It is the driver's seat, and we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Thank you, everyone, for texting on board. Oh, Michael's uh, chimed in on the old temper text. Great show tonight, lads. Thanks for reading. Good on you, Michael. Hey, That's what we're here for. That's what we are, a servant of the people, Michael. (laughs) Whatever um, you guys want, we'll do. Uh, before we go, a quick little loose end, which uh, the V8 Sleuth team managed to dig this up, and geez, Noons and his squad do some fantastic work. But, they do. Uh, so we, we, we were talking about how Jet Johnson's going to be making his debut in the Trans Am Mustang around Bathurst uh, this weekend, but uh, the, the Sleuth team have actually discovered the US-built Trans Am Ford Mustang that both mm. Dick and Steve raced in the 1990s. It's come on the market. And so it's, good. In, it's on sale for $78,140 Australian. What and a random number. Just tr- try, and, try and explain what <laughs> the photos that I've popped on the little rundown because i got to try and share it on our page because what would you describe that car as? <laughs> oh, it's bad. It, it looks it, like, like a late oh, what's model. The, what's, the, what's the timer? We're, we're 10 o'clock. It's badass. <laughs> it's, I reckon they're tough-looking bits of kit. I don't know if I'd want to drive one. Um, they don't look like the most solid bits of kit that, that you could ever own, but they were, and they're bloody fast. Uh, I can give you the strong tip. And, but I, what, what amazes me about it is that A, it's for sale, but B, what a random number, $78,140. <laughs> it's like sale of the century. I think that's a conversion rate. So whatever it is in, A-O, its, in right, its native yeah. sort of uh, right. dollary days. I do remember that, um, I do remember that Stevie J, I think, crashed that real heavy. And maybe even broke his leg in that car. I think you're right because then he so, swapped over to a, a Camaro. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> yeah, I, look, I, it's for sale. It's great. I, I hope that the seller has a great result with that car because it's obviously got a, a lot of lineage with the Johnson family, and uh, it's just good to see uh, senior junior um, race now the junior, same car. And, and, and well, we now got Triple J. Yeah. We now got Junior 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 um, or Junior Junior. JJ, uh, this weekend. So, yeah, very cool. Very good find. Well done, V8 Sleuth. Well done, Nimsy, for grabbing that. That's a cool one. Uh, we'll, t- we'll maybe pop a link on our page. But um, thank you, yeah. everyone, that uh, jumped on board the Temper Text line tonight. Uh, we've had a fair bit of feedback. It's good to be back uh, in the old saddle. And um, got to say, J- mate. Stevie J will I, be back. I think I'd rather be in the pub in Melbourne. That was great <laughs> last week. That Thanks was for a lot of fun. For- coming through. I mean, the studio's good, but the pub was better. Yeah, I've got to say, the pub was fine. And did you happen to notice, too, in all the photos, that big old pint of Heineken in front of Stevie every night somewhere? Every like... single night. <laughs> and someone made it made a very funny comment that it, you looked like you the shirt that you were wearing, you looked like you were working at uh, Office, Office Works. Works. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm not. But uh, we will see you <laughs> next time here on The Driver's Seat. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? 
Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.